Hey friends, I wanted to do a quick intro. This is, I'm recording this right after I finished recording the episode and I wanna make sure you stay until the end because I closed out the episode, then I checked my email and this will all make sense when you are listening to the episode. I checked my email and um, added something else and then closed the episode and now I checked my email again and added another thing and then closed the episode. So make sure you stay tuned all the way through the end because I've added a couple more updates at the end of this. So let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody. I am back. It's been about a month since my last episode, and I didn't record for two reasons. First, nothing much happened that I needed to share. And then second, I've just been super busy with um, with work and stuff like that. So I did not get a chance to record, but I wanted to record an update today, tell you guys about the fact that I've had to take the narcissist to court, or I've actually had to file. I'm not sure if we'll end up in court or not. I hope not, but I did have to file. I'll tell you about that in just a second. And then something else that happened that I wanted to share with you. So um, thank you so much for being here to my narcissistic ex-husband who is probably listening i know you're listening hello um or to his family or his fiance or whoever is listening i do know you're listening so just wanted to share that because i am going to do this podcast and continue to do this podcast and share things regardless of whether or not you are listening because the story needs to continue to be told so Everyone else, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate all of you. And if you have not subscribed yet, make sure to subscribe because you will be the first to know when new episodes like this one go live. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about two things. I wanted to talk about how the narcissist now refers to me as, um, and then also why I had to file a motion for contempt in court. Now, I had no idea what a motion for contempt was, but it's basically when someone does not abide with the rules that were set out by the court order. So surprise, surprise, the narcissist did not abide by some of the rules. And I'll tell you about that in just a second here. But the first thing that I wanted to share is that I had to email the narcissist for, I believe it was for the kid's health insurance. Um, The kids were going to the eye doctor and I didn't know if his new insurance covered the eye doctor. So I had to email him and let him know or ask him if the new insurance covers the eye doctor. Now, as I've said before, we barely talk. Um, He has completely cut me out. I have no more text access or phone access to him. Um, And now I only have email access to him. And it turns out, which I don't think is true, but um, it turns out that he barely checks his email. (laughs) Um, Last time I emailed him with something, he like took, I don't know, three to four days to get back to me and then said, I don't check my email every day. So not only did he block me from text, he blocked me from phone. He now hardly checks his email. So I'm pretty much solo parenting here, right? Like we are, I mean, I've been solo parenting for two years, but at least he was involved in some things, but literally I think like the last year or so, I think when he took me to court last year in October is when uh, we really pretty much stopped communicating. So I am like 
100% solo parenting. There is no going back and forth, making a decision. It's just me making the decisions. If there's ever any sort of emergencies or anything like that, he is not available for me to reach out to and all of that because now he's got a lovely new family who is obviously more important than his own children. So um, that is, and I'm saying that sarcastically, but it's not sarcastic. It's the truth. Um, and I, I just, I think my heart breaks for my kids when they see the amount of time and effort he spends with his fiance's children, as opposed to his own children. I can't imagine it not being heartbreaking. And I really hope my kids realize that it is nothing they did. They, this is not their fault. This is completely his fault, his narcissistic ego, his personality disorder, whatever we want to call this. Um, he is a flawed individual and he goes where the supply goes. And now because my supply with him has kind of dried up, um, or I think it has, but who knows what he's planning next. Um, then yeah, he there's not much supply here anymore. So he's going somewhere else where he can get new supply. So let's talk about this email that I sent him. So I sent him the email and when he replied back, um, he just replied back like a short thing that said, yes, um, uh, insurance is covered hundred percent. And by the way, I don't check my email every day. So that's why I haven't been responding for days. But what I noticed is that in his email, and I don't know if you guys know this, but we both use Gmail and you can save someone's name in your address book in G Gmail or G suite or whatever you call it. Um, and you can put their name. So he has changed my name from my first name and last name in his email address book. He has changed my name to kids mom. So when I saw this at first, I was like, is that a joke? <laughs> like what the hell? And then I called my friend and I was like, oh my God, you, you know, you're not going to believe this, but I just got an email from him. Um, and now my name is kid's mom in his address book. And she was like, oh my God, do you know what that means? That means he really, really hates you because I did that with my, you know, with my ex and he did that with my own, you know, my own name and my mother's name and all of that. So she was like, this really means the the dude hates you. He's erased you from like, you know, doesn't want to see your name anywhere. Does not want anything to do with you. Like now you are just like the anonymous kids, quote unquote, kids, mom. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I don't, uh, it doesn't affect me the way that it would have even a year ago. And I sort of just laughed at it and I was like, wow, he is really like, I don't know if this is narcissistic injury. I don't know if this is um, just like really more discarding. If this is just, he really hates me, probably does because he wouldn't do these things if he didn't. Um, and I know narcissists really hate you the most when you call them out and when you let the world know that they're a narcissist and literally he has changed since then so that's i keep saying that's how i know um he's a narcissist other than all of the horrible things he has done but i just thought it was so interesting that i am now like not available by email 
not avail uh, sorry not available by phone by text does not talk to me at all unless it is a question and even when he sends me an email um he never says like you know hi my name he just will either not say my name at all or he'll just say my name and then he'll go ahead and say you know the email but there is no hello there is no you know thank you there is no nothing other than um my name this is what i need from you best his name but he doesn't even really say his name sometimes he'll say his name sometimes he'll just say his first initial so i thought that was really really interesting this is his way of i guess coping with what's happening <laughs> that maybe if i am erased from his address book if i'm erased from his phone um if i am erased from everything then maybe i don't matter even more even though i never really mattered and i never really was important to him anyway but this is another way for him to just kind of lock that in and have me as like this anonymous kid's mom um without a name so it's just really telling of where he's at and how he feels about me, which I don't really give a crap about how he feels about me. I'm I'm way past that. Um, and I I think that's part of my healing process is that whatever he does now, I'm just sort of indifferent and I don't react the same way that I did. I just look at it and either laugh at it or I'm like, oh, that's interesting, or um, you know, that's crazy or whatever. But I don't take it personally, and I think if this was ha if this had happened a year ago or if i had noticed a year ago because again i don't know how soon how recently he changed this but if this had happened a year ago i would have been so hurt i would have been like oh my god do i really mean nothing and you know why is he doing like i would have spent months and months feeling bad about what did i do to deserve this and what did i do to continue to deserve this kind of treatment and i know i didn't literally did not do anything so well not that i didn't do anything but i didn't do anything to deserve the way he's treating me and i never have so i just now find it really funny kind of fascinating actually because i am like wow he really like needs to completely like discard change everything um in order to to like just keep this what's the word that i'm looking for to um i don't know to just like really make sure that i don't exist right to like really really abandon me in, in that way but again i don't feel abandoned by him anymore um but i think this is like yet another form of abandonment it's like if i'm gonna have to talk to her I don't need to see her name pop up in my email. So it's going to pop up as kid's mom. So whatever his reasoning is, I don't know. But I thought that was really, really interesting. And I want to put a side note here because I want to talk abandonment about abandonment for a second because I was watching an Instagram. It was like an Instagram quick video about abandonment. And it was this woman who I follow. She is a like a trauma counselor and she was talking about how her old mom abandoned her when she was little by the side of the road and like it just really got me thinking about abandonment and 
when I used to think about abandonment, I used to think about that's something that happens to a child. You know, it's not something that really happens to an adult because as adults, we are self-sufficient. We don't need anybody to save us or to not abandon us or whatever. But I think part of what I realized with that post was the um, insane amount of abandonment that I experienced in my marriage that I never even really looked at as, as abandonment because I, I was under the umbrella that that only happens to children, right? Like children who are helpless and who cannot fend for themselves, who need to be taken care of as, you know, all kids do. And um, just having this new new realization that I was literally so abandoned emotionally, physically, mentally, verbally in my marriage that I didn't really quite like it didn't. I knew and I think I've used the word abandonment in previous episodes to talk about how I felt, you know, and I saw that I felt abandoned, but I didn't really realize the amount, like the insane amount of abandonment that he did when we were married. And I think that is a theme that runs deep with narcissists. And it probably goes back to their own childhood when they've had their, their own abandonment wounds from their parents. And now they're just carrying those out. Um, and me, as someone who has been in a lot of ways abandoned, during my childhood um it's like it was a familiar feeling which makes sense why i would marry somebody who also instills in me this familiar feeling and reminds me of it over and over and over again because i hadn't really done any work before i like any emotional or trauma work or anything like that before i got married and i didn't quite understand the link and the depth between how we keep experiencing something that's one that's familiar and two something that we need to heal we keep experiencing it over and over and over again until we heal it and i think now i understand that even more so and i think i've been a little reluctant and resistant to that idea um, up until now but now i truly truly get it i see how what we experienced in childhood and the feelings that we felt in childhood, even if they were hell, even if they were horrible, those are the things that are familiar and those are the things that we unknowingly gravitate towards because they are familiar. So I think seeing this now from a new perspective and seeing how he really, really did abandon me during our marriage in every way possible um was something that i've been needing to heal and something that i've been so familiar with since my childhood so that's something that i feel like get another onion layer in the onion peeled when it comes to my healing from narcissistic abuse and i think a lot of you can relate to this as well it's like you realize something and it's like, oh my God, I didn't realize that a month ago or a year ago. And now I realize it and it makes so much sense. So um, yeah, I was just thinking about the abandonment that is so typical of narcissists. And then now that is 
continuing to play out with my children because he's literally abandoned them, right? <laughs> like just because he calls them, just because they're there over the summer doesn't mean they're not abandoned by him. Like he literally left. He left them, um, stopped raising them, even though they're still like, oh no, my dad is raising me. It's like, dude, he's not. Um, but anyway, that's a whole other other conversation. But it's just really sad. And it's, I just keep thinking like my heart just, like my heart broke for me for a really, really long time. And I've been spending so much time healing and picking the pieces back up and all of that but my heart really breaks for my children now and my children love him like they are just you know i i do think they wish that he was back here and taking care of them and being at all of their events and all of that and instead of just being you know fun disney dad who takes them to um, fun places in the summer. But anyway, that's a realization that I've had. And it's just fascinating how on this healing journey, like layers and layers keep being peeled open when I am ready to see them. And it's been really fascinating. So the last thing that was just a quick side note, but the last thing that I wanted to talk about, which was <laughs> the reason that I ended up filing in court is because one of our um orders or agreements that we had in our divorce decree was life insurance so we both took out a life insurance policy on you know me i took one and he took one when our children when our first child was born and um were we have been for the longest time the beneficiary on each other's life insurance policy. And the children have been, I guess, I don't know what you would call them, like secondary beneficiaries. I don't know exactly the terms, but my name was on his life insurance as a beneficiary and his name was on my life insurance as a beneficiary. And I logged into my life insurance policy about like two weeks ago and realized that I had never changed my name on there, that my name was still my uh, my married name on my life insurance policy. So I've been divorced for six, seven years now and still hadn't changed it and also hadn't changed it on my pass passport. Those are the last two things. So I like filled in all the paperwork for my passport. And then I was like, let me check my life insurance because I don't think I've changed there. And sure enough, I hadn't changed it. So I filed a change of name paper on my life insurance policy. And I had this feeling that he removed me off as a beneficiary from his life insurance policy. Now, I, we, him and I had had this discussion like seven years ago when we first got separated, when he told me that he removed me and he put his brother, um, who has nothing to do with our children, like his brother is not going to raise our children if something happens to either of us. But he had told me back then that he removed me and he put his brother on and I freaked out. And um, then he was like, oh, sorry, I was just kidding. I, you know, I, I took, I changed his name on something else, not on the life insurance, whatever. So I had a feeling that that's something that he may do. He may have done. So I sent him an email and I said, hey, just wanted to check um, to make sure that I am still a beneficiary on your life insurance policy. Can you let me know if anything has changed or if you've removed me? 
and he didn't write back for a few days. So like I let two days go by and then I messaged him again and I said, wanted to follow up on this, no response. And finally, the third day I said, wanted to follow up on this again. Can you let me know if anything has been changed and if I'm still a beneficiary on your life insurance policy? And he wrote back, of course, um, like third or fourth day. And he said, you guys know where this is going. Um, he said, I don't check my email every day. So basically like letting me know that he's not going to answer me every single, you know, within a reasonable time. And, um, and then he said, yes, I removed your name as the beneficiary when I proposed to my girlfriend. And that is exactly what I expected him to say. Um, and I wrote back immediately and I said, well, if you look at um, our divorce decree, it says that we cannot, like we need to keep each other as beneficiaries until the kids are, um, I think 21 or something like that, or until we have the life insurance policy. So it's like, we have to keep the life insurance policy and we have to have each other as trustees with the kids as beneficiaries. Um, that's what specifically what our divorce order said. So I literally wrote back right away and I said, you need to change me back. Just look at our divorce decree. It says that we need to keep each other um, there as beneficiaries. And um, please let me know when you've changed it. Otherwise, we may have to go to court. And again, I think I sent him this to him on a Thursday. I didn't hear from him on Friday. I didn't hear from him on Saturday. I didn't hear from him on Sunday. Now you would think, now I know everybody checks their email every day, right? Like, so first of all, he's lying to me that he doesn't check his email every day. Um, second of all, everybody checks their email. And third of all, this was important, but obviously not important. Like he's not gonna, he's gonna take his time responding just to show me how unimportant and irrelevant and how much I am at the bottom of his uh, priority list, right? And how much this does not matter to him and he could give a crap about this. So um, at least that's what I interpreted from him taking three days to respond. So on Sunday evening, I decided to file in court um, and I like I was talking to my friend and telling her all about it. And she was like, yeah, you have to file a motion for contempt. So I was like, oh my God, okay. Um, you know, I Googled it, learned about how to do it. And I thought like it took me about an hour and a half or so to like do all my research, get the paperwork, file it, um, fill it, fill everything out. And then on there, it said that, um, we need to let the other party know via mail or email that this has been filed. So I filed this on like Sunday. I think it was like, I don't know, 11 PM or something like that. And I paid my fee, filed it. And then I sent him a copy and I said, just so you know, I have not heard from you in three days. Um, this is urgent and it's important. And I went ahead and filed. This is a copy that I'm required to notify you. Um, he didn't reply anything on Monday, nothing on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, we got an email from the court clerk who said, the judge would like to schedule a conference call with you to talk about your latest motion. Let, let us know or let me know if these two time work on October 16th or 17th. And I wrote back right away and I said, both of those times work for me. 
um, yeah, I'm available. And then after that email from the court, he he finally wrote back three days later and he said, I changed your name again. No, hello. No, nothing with my name. He said, I changed your name on the life insurance. And then it was just a forwarded email from his life insurance company that said, your change is in process. But it didn't say what the change, like nothing. It just said your change is in process, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, so then I wrote back and I said, okay, can you send me a screenshot of when the change goes through? And he said, please cancel. No, not please. He doesn't say please. He said, um, can you cancel the court, like the court motion or whatever, um, because I changed it. And I said, we're not canceling anything until I see proof. So I said, can you send me a screenshot? And he sent me a screenshot and it said, my married name um, said, you know, my married name trustee um, of, you know, and children as beneficiaries. So I wrote back and I was like, I don't go by that name. Can you please update it with my actual name? <laughs> um, not my married name because I'm no longer married and I have not used that name for seven years now. And um, you need to change it to my name and send me a screenshot and I'm not canceling this until I see proof. And then I also need to know how I can ensure that this does not happen again and you don't change it again in the future. And he said, I will go by the divorce decree. So I wrote back and I said, no, you won't because you haven't. And there's still things in there that you're not going by. Um, so I need some sort of reassurance or proof other than your word that um, this is not going to be changed. And I have not heard from him since. He has not replied to the court email, or he probably replied and didn't CC me. Um, but I did not get anything from court with a new date. Um, so he there was no reply from him that at least I was copied on with the court email. He has not replied to my email at all. He has not let me know that, um, you know, he changed it to my unmarried name, my current name, and all of that. So I think right after I record this, I'm going to um, reply to the court order and CC him again, just, you know, CC everyone who is on that email and get an update to see if a scheduled time has been set up. But yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know because it's like, even when, like, first of all, what was he thinking? I mean, he was probably thinking, I hate my ex-wife so much. I'm going to remove her from my life insurance because this is not for her anymore. But he's ridiculous because that life insurance is not for me it's for our children <laughs> so why would he remove me as the trustee and the children from it and give it to his fiance which there's no like legal just because you ask somebody to marry you that's there's nothing legal there right like she's just a girlfriend slash fiance <laughs> which and again you can name anybody as a beneficiary on your life insurance but the fact that again he removed my name and the kid's name and put his fiance's name on there again just shows how much he really has abandoned the kids and how much he wants to shove it in my face <laughs> again that i don't matter that i'm irrelevant that he can just do whatever he wants regardless of what the law says so um yeah that is typical typical narcissistic behavior and i told my kids you know i said we may have to go to court again um 
because he removed all of us from his life insurance. And my kids were like, what? That makes no sense. So who's on there now? Why is she on there now? Um, and yeah, it's just been, again, he just doesn't stop. Like even when we don't have contact, he's still working behind the scenes to like, to, to manipulate and to do his things that he needs to do in order to get supply. So again, me asking about this is obviously like I gave him supply, but whatever. I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> um, because again, it did not like, again, I could have gone off and been so upset and felt so insignificant and little like all of the things that he is trying me to get to feel but i just don't let his actions anymore define who i am and how i feel and i haven't for a while but i feel like the more distance i have from him and the more i'm on my healing journey the more that um is evident so part of me i'm like i'm proud of myself for coming this far and not letting him affect me this much and second of all he still continues to be a narcissist even when he has removed himself from me and my children's life so who knows what he's gonna do next i don't know um oh you know who knows like yeah anyway there's probably be gonna be future episodes on that so anyway i just wanted to share that with you guys today um and give you a quick update of where I am at. But other than that, um, I've been doing great. I've been feeling like physically the best that I have felt in a long time. I am feeling focused, motivated, just so much better than I have in a long time. And I think this is just a testament to the healing journey that I continue to be on. So hope you all are doing really well also. Thank you so much for all your messages. Um, I welcome all of your DMs and messages and comments and um, interaction with me. So thank you so much for continuing to be here on the podcast to listen. If you have not subscribed yet, please make sure to subscribe. I'm not sure when the next episode will be. Maybe I'll give you guys an update with um, what is happening. But other than that, I don't have much else to report in terms of that right now. So um, yeah, I really hope you all enjoyed this quick little update and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. You guys, I had to do this little quick addition. I hope you're still listening. If you are, I just checked my email and sure enough, I was right. He replied this morning to the court clerk um, without copying me <laughs> um, on that email, which he should have done. Um, and he wrote, your honor. Um, <laughs> so funny i'm just laughing he wrote your honor um those times work for me as well um and then the clerk so it wasn't even the judge who wrote the email it was the clerk but he again wrote your honor so um so yeah i was again once again i was so right and so predictable his behavior like i knew he would not copy me on it because why would he why would he let me know where he is at. But anyway, you guys, <laughs> this is too funny. So um, just wanted to add that quick thing to let you know he did reply finally this morning, did not copy me on it, of course, as predicted. And uh, we have a meeting, an online meeting schedule now for Wednesday. So I will keep you guys posted after that. All right, bye. You guys, I have to do one more quick update. Sorry about closing the episode a bunch of times, but I just checked my email again 
and got this message from him. Um, it said my name and then he said the policy has been changed to reflect your maiden name. I am forwarding you this confirmation. Once it shows up as completed on the website, I will send you documentation. Sorry about that. I wasn't thinking when I entered your married name. Regarding your question regarding proof moving forward that it isn't changed, perhaps at tax season confirming it is still in good standing would be advisable. Can we cancel the court hearing best? And then his first initial. Now, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to cancel this court hearing. I would like to see what the judge has to say. So I am um, not going to reply to this right now and do what he does. So, um, but not to retaliate or anything, just because I would like to keep the court hearing. And um, how do you, <laughs> Where he, first of all, he said, sorry about that. Um, that is, he didn't apologize for removing me altogether he's apologized for using my wrong name how are you not thinking about the person like when you are entering someone as a beneficiary you want to make sure that you have their correct name right like that would make sense but for him to say sorry about that i wasn't thinking when i entered your married name really uh, you were not thinking, but what were you thinking about? Um, you know, I've changed my name. You know, my name has been changed for seven years. Um, you were not thinking, no, you're just wanting to create drama and you're just wanting more supply and you are just wanting to draw this out. Um, this has nothing to do with the fact that you were not thinking when you entered your my married name. But anyway, you guys, I just... <laughs> Ah, oh, this is too hilarious. So anyway, um, yeah, that is the update. Uh, we are going to go on with the court hearing and um, I will give you guys an update possibly at the end of this week or next week. And then I like as I was closing out this episode, I have a new episode that I'm going to record for you guys. Um, and it's all about a message to the new supply. Um, and I thought it would be good to do this because I have a lot to say about that. Um, and maybe some of you feel the same way, but it has to do with, um, red flags and stuff that I did not see all the red flags. And I want to call out all of the red flags that the new supply is not seeing when it comes to this. So, um, make sure to definitely subscribe because next episode, after I give you guys an update, <clears throat> with this court hearing, the next episode will be about my message to the new supply. So I will see you guys then. I think this is it. I think this is the final thing I'm going to add on to this podcast, but I will see you all next week. Bye.